Hello and welcome to the Green Pole podcast. We are here to review the wonderful three points we got today away at Leeds with a 3-2 victory. I am delighted to be joined by two members of the Green Pole podcast team. Uh, Kieran, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing very well, thank you. Extra happy because of the three points today. <laughs> oh yes, and Thomas, how are you doing? I'm very good, mate. Yeah, same as Kieran, just buzzing. Good. Right. Let's get into it. But before we do, I just want to point out an interesting stat, which I read today. Uh, It took Fulham until March to win five matches the last time they were in the Premier League. It's only taken them until October this term. Um, We've also scored more goals than Chelsea and Man United this season, and we're currently sitting seventh in the table. Kieran, sum up today the best you can. Wow. Uh, Where do I start? Honestly, obviously, we were expecting more. Um, half-time, 1-1. I would have taken a draw at that time. Um, it was, I mean, the first half, I mean, it was really good. I mean, obviously, started on the wrong foot. They scored early. Um, we thought it'd be difficult to come back, but clearly we were wrong. Um, we got a good goal back from Mitrovic. Easy header. I think I thought defences would be learning how to stop him from them nowadays, but clearly not. Um so, and then after half-time, I think it was a case of building on what we'd, we'd started. A, a great header from Bobby, um, extending it by through Willian as well. Um, Harrison Reed, exceptional performance. I don't I don't see why he shouldn't be called up to the World Cup, which I think <laughs> we'll probably cover that a bit later, though. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was a shame to concede the, um, the consolation, I'd call it. But all in all, an absolutely thrilling performance. So a great game of football and a three points we can certainly look back very proud on. Tom, how are you feeling about today? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, again, I can't really say much else than Kieran's just said, but uh, yeah, I thought they started really well and I thought that they would come out the blocks and try and get us early. And I thought when we went 1-0 down, I was thinking, oh no, here we go. But the character in the team, as I, as I discussed with you a couple of weeks ago, is... It's something that we haven't seen in this Fulham team for a long time. And to come from behind the way we did, to silence the Leeds crowd, I think once we got that equaliser, there was only going to be one winner going into the second half. I, I, you know, they, they had about 10 minutes at the beginning of the second half where their fans were up and then they just started to turn a little bit. You could start hearing in the crowd the odd murmur. And then, uh, yeah, when we got the second goal, it was, it was, it was one-way traffic after that. Uh, yeah, again, Harrison Reed, Willie Ann, they were they were brilliant. Um, but yeah, I thought Bobby Reed was really good today. Um, I thought he, especially second half, it was almost like Silver gave him free roam second half to go, you know what, go a bit further forward, cause trouble, maybe like sort of like an inverted winger type role. I think he had because he he drifted inside quite a lot, um, and it really worked. And, and yeah, just brilliant all round performance from everyone once again. Confidence must be sky high at the moment. It's that momentum thing, isn't it? I think we both spoke about it. Well, we all spoke about it um, after the Villa game and to do the Leeds, the Leeds preview. You know, once you get a a win on on the on the board, then you can actually look forward and then start building that momentum, which I think we've done quite well today. Uh, as you both mm-hmm. rightly pointed out, those first 10, 15 minutes, we were under the cosh. Um, every one of them had to stand up and be counted. And I think Tim Ream, again, another one, we should throw a special mention out to. He was fantastic today, blocking, getting himself in front of everything. Um, but what we'll do is we'll break down the goals 
one by one um, and then see if we can just put a, a nice spin on it. Uh, so the first goal that was scored was uh, was uh, Rodrigo, wasn't it? Uh, for me, I thought Robinson probably could have done a little bit better by not committing to the tackle. Um, so he tried to cut the pass into Harrison, I think it was. Um, Kieran, what did you make of the first goal they scored? Um, I think Robinson was unfortunate to slip um, when trying to cut out the pass, which did lead to Harrison uh, obviously cutting in and stuff. I thought his initial shot, I think it was deflected or not, but it looked like it was going into the head or something. And then obviously it awkwardly dropped to Rodrigo, who was able to uh, head it beyond Leno. But um, I also think Tossin could have done a bit better in man-marking Rodrigo because obviously Tossin's massively tall. And I feel he could have done a lot better in trying to head it about, head it away, or at least trying to win the duel. Um, but unfortunately, Rodrigo got the better of him. Um, I think it was just, I'm not, I wouldn't blame it on an individual, but I'd say we could have probably done better in in trying to win the ball uh, at that moment. It was a bit unlucky, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tom, anything to add to that? Uh, not really, no. I mean, Harrison's cut inside and, you know, he's left-footed, so he's going to open up to have that shot for the corner. And I thought Tim Ream did really well to get the block on it. I think Tosin just loses it in the air a bit with the spin. It hits off Ream and spins up quite quite, uh, quite high. And, um, yeah, I think Tosin just loses it in the air and it just drops to Rodrigo. It's just one of those, like you say, it's just, it's just a bit of luck, I think, more than anything. Yeah, definitely a bit of un... A bit ooh, incredibly unlucky to concede the way we did. But um, it was a shame because we just managed to get our foothold in the game as well. And the goal seemed to come against the run of play. Um, but going on to the equaliser, it's that man that can't do it in the Premier League, uh, Mitrovic. <laughs> uh, Kieran, Mitrovic does what Mitrovic does. He does indeed. How, how can we stop him? Uh, he's... He's the, ne- the next score up from him is Haaland. He's on, I mean, oh, actually, no, it's Kane now because he scored this evening, didn't he? Mm. But he's, he's the third top scorer in the league. Um, he apparently can't do it in the Premier League, um, but he's causing all sorts of havoc for defences. We've seen it multiple times. And even not, not 100% fit, he's still doing things on and off the ball. Obviously, he did have a bit of an injury today. At some point, people thought it'd come off after uh, on the second half. He continued on. Um, they managed to patch him up. I, I, did he come off in the end? I can't remember. Um, yeah. I don't think he did. Yeah, he did. He yeah, off, he did towards uh, the end. Oh, right. About uh, okay. a minute left to play. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 um, suspected though. So, but hopefully, he, if he's um, if he's still in good form and it, he's able to recover well for Everton, I think hopefully come Everton, he, he'll be close to being a hundred percent fit. But Obviously, the World Cup's coming up as well. So, but honestly, he's it was a great header. Um, definitely a winnable header for a Mitrovic goal. It's what you would expect him to do. Um, heading it at that at that near post, tapping it in um, beyond Melier, Um, with defenders left standing. Um, but obviously, you would expect the defenders to do a lot better, but they clearly didn't. So, <laughs> excellent goal. He just yeah, his, his movement was key. He just seemed mm. to lose. I can't remember who was marking him. I think it was Ailing or Cooper. It was Ailing, yeah. He just sort of said, all right, mate, you stand there. I'm just going to run around you and I'm going to get my head to it. Um, Tom, uh, not long after the goal, uh, Andreas was put through by, I think it was William, clean through on yeah. goal. And 
was you confident he was going to score at any moment? Because for me, I wasn't. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, there are t- there are many times you see a player go clean through like that, and when they've got so much time to think about it, I think they all nine times out of ten make the wrong decision. And I don't want to take too much away from Pereira because I thought he was brilliant today, mm. but that one moment. He could sit the keeper down, maybe take an extra touch, go round him. But it's easy to sit here and say that in the heat of the, in the heat of the moment, you know, he's been put through one on one. He's got so much time to think about what he's going to do, and I just think he gets caught in two minds and puts a poor shot. It was a poor shot. That's mm. pretty much straight at Melier. Mm. Um, but like I say, I don't want to take too much away from him because I thought he was he was brilliant today. Yeah, and he he probably had a bit too much time, as you rightly said. Um, he could have gone to the left of the Melier. He could have chipped him. He could have laid it off to Harry Wilson. He was running in as well. Um, the one thing you what would have, sh- what, what would both of you guys have done in that situation if you were in Pereira's position? What what choice would you make? Because I I probably if if it come to I would have maybe chipped the keeper. Mm. He looks, the- yeah, I'd, I'd have probably tried to sit him down. If I'd made it that far, I'd probably been blowing by that point. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but if I'd have got into that position, yeah, probably try and give him the eyes and sit him down, maybe. See, the thing is, as soon as he opens up his shoulder, his shoulder, he's already made the goal in his mind of where he's going. So, yeah. you know, he probably could have waited for the goalie to go down and then perhaps dink him or whatever. But as you said, we weren't in that position. Um, we don't want to criticise him too much, but it could have made it... Uh, going into half-time a bit more comfortable. But as it was... Well, we've not even spoken about Harrison Reed's clearance off the line. Oh, but, you no, know, there, we didn't. There, there were many, many opportunities we had to, to put put the game pretty much beyond doubt. Yeah. And again, that was great defending. I think credit where credit's due. It was a great, you know... It was brilliant. ...take down from Reed, And I thought as soon as he hit it, it was in. It was left unmarked in the box. Me too. Yeah. He just seems to pop up. He seems he seems really good at that, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems really good at that. Just pops up at the back stick. Yeah. He's there. I'm I'm struggling to believe that this is the same Harrison Reed that we've seen for the last three or four years. He's been fantastic defensively, but somehow this season he's turned into a menace in both boxes. Mm. He's just causing havoc, and it's a shame that he never got his his second goal in two games because it would have been a the icing on the cake on a great great week for him. Yeah, um, but yeah, as you said, there was a few chances which we had, and we could have made it a bit more comfortable for ourselves. But second half starts, and we take the lead through a Bobby Decadova reader header. How important was it to to score when we did, Kira? I think it was essential because obviously they had that period in the um, like ten fifteen minutes after half time where they were getting back into the game. They'd started on the, the start of the second half. I'd say on the front foot. The fans were behind them for a bit, obviously, as Tom said, before they went a bit toxic um, and started to get a little bit agitated. But I think scoring after that period, after that spell, really did put, the, put, the, put like, it really did make our mark. And it showed it showed that we'd, we'd really hit them where it hurts, basically. Like, they piled on the pressure. They were the next, they were probably going to get another goal. And then to go and get a goal, it really must have sunk their hearts that all that effort for us to score. I'm not complaining. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I think it was essential. Um, obviously, we built momentum. We built up some good chances. It was a great goal. Um, 
to put beyond Melier, and I think it was deserved as well for um, keeping the the score at one one for that long and um, withstanding their pressure because their pressure was relentless from what I've heard. Mm. Uh, as as it's as we've seen in previous games against them, obviously Chelsea was the most notable one where they thrashed them three 0 because um, their pressure on Chelsea were relentless. So I think we did well to withstand that until the second goal, and then after that the floodgates were open. Really, yeah. See, winning at Ellen Road isn't for everyone, eh? Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but but Tom, the one thing that I sort of noticed was how much space did he have in the box? He don't no, no you... one was near him, was it? Were they? No, this is the thing. It was the same with the Mitrovic goal. It, you know, leads are very susceptible from, from set pieces. And I think our second goal came from a second phase of a set piece where they weren't picking up again. And I felt like every time Pereira put the ball in the box or whoever put the ball in the box, there was a chance to score a goal every time because Leeds just weren't picking up their men or they weren't running with their men, um, which is which is odd when you consider how well they press. You know, you think if they're pressing well, then they they would, you know, man market corners and things like that. But I don't know. Yeah, he had acres of space, but he's still he's still got to flick the header into the corner and it's it's a great finish. Yeah. It really is a brilliant finish. Fantastic header. Um now yeah. the third goal was one that pleased me probably more than the other two combined. How, uh Kieran, how good did Harrison Reed do in that build up? Wow. Where, where do I start? <laughs> we could be or we could we could be or here or evening if I was to talk about Harrison Reed. He is an absolute menace, as as you guys have just said about his attacking spark now this season. He's really shown he can work both defense and attack, and his assist it was amazing. Um, skipped around like two or three defenders, was it? And then to play that pass back to William, who made no mistake in getting the goal. Great finish as well, curled right perfectly into the bottom corner. Um, and it was fully deserved. Um, defenders just didn't know what to do, couldn't contain him. Um, and I think it was during a period of relentless pressure from Fulham as well. So it was inevitable that we were to get a goal. And I think we did it in an exquisite way. And, and William, great finish. He deserved the goal. He's been amazing the last two games. Um, since coming on at Bournemouth, he's really made a difference. I think he's certainly earned his place as one of our starting wingers. Um, also, it was good to see Harry Wilson back on back on the pitch today, making the starting eleven. Um, he was obviously subbed for Cabana eventually, but it was yeah a brilliant third goal, well worked. Yeah. So uh, when are we going to start the campaign and enforce it even more that Harrison Reed's got to go to Qatar? <laughs> as soon as possible, please. <laughs> yeah, we've got to push it. Definitely got to push that one. Why Although. Not? Although, as a Fulham fan, as a selfish person, <laughs> you don't <laughs> want him going out there and getting injured. Mm. So, well, uh, you know, to, yeah. To be honest, the heat maybe just keep him back. Yeah, the heat for him won't do him any good either. Um, yeah. Oh no, definitely not. Being fair-haired, I'm sure uh, <laughs> you plenty of sun cream on him. Mind um, you, if he if he keeps up this form, I wouldn't see any reason why he couldn't be included in one of the. Um, one of the future international breaks when we've got any some one of those useless games or something, because I know Southgate isn't the best manager to lead England at the moment, but any other manager that comes in and makes some actually decent choices of who to take, I think they'll definitely look at Reed and think you're a man on form. We'll take you because he's, he's I'd, I'd say Reed is far better than Calvin Phillips. 
I know it's a bold prediction or a bold statement there, but I would take Reed over Calvin Phillips any day of the week. Yeah, he, he can do both things. He can go forward and he can defend. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think Southgate will be in charge come uh, Hopefully not. December anyway. <laughs> um, but that's that's a conversation for another another podcast, which we'll be doing mm. when the World Cup's on, I'm sure. Um, but uh, Tom, Leeds' second goal, which made it sort of squeaky bum time. Uh, first of all, what do you make of it? But for me, there was a foul in the build-up on Cabana. Um, which had inevitably led to them going up the other end and scoring. Were you on about when he got body checked? Yeah, and it, the, I think it was Cooper made no attempt to, to play the ball. Yeah, he deliberately he just turned body it back. Checked him. And it's it's a foul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, part of it, me thinks Cabano has knocked the ball past him and jumped into him. That's my opinion on it. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's perfectly but fine. The goal itself, the goal itself is um, it's avoidable. I think it's it's a throwback to Fulham of past where we uh, our concentration we just switched off a little bit. Geldhart, I think it is. is he, again, it was a bit lucky because he got a couple of ricochets that got him through to play the pass. Um, and then yeah, Somerville's just stretched ahead of Ream and flicked it over Leno. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a consolation goal, and I think our concentration just we just switched off a little bit, and they got a little bit lucky with a ricochet. It's, yeah, for me, it's, it's it's nothing to worry about that. Yeah, again, I, to be a, to to be fair, I thought our game management today was was brilliant, especially those last ten minutes. I know they scored, um, but keeping the ball in the corner, I didn't ever feel like they were going to get the third goal. I never felt like once we went three one up, the game was in any doubt. Um, yeah, definitely. But I'm going to ask you both for your your man of the match, uh, Kieran. I'll start with you. Who was your uh, man of the match today? If you had to pick it's, one, it's been a close. It's a close contest um, between two players, but I think I'd have to go for Harrison Reed in the end because, um, as we've already discussed, his play on and off the ball has been it was immense today. He was involved in plenty of attacking and plenty of good defensive work as well and I think he was an absolute menace today and he really proved why he's a, he's a quality midfielder and proven in the Premier League so um, yeah I'd, I'd have to go for Harrison Reed. Yeah and Tom? Uh, for me it was between Pereira and Reed, and I've gone with Pereira because I think his press starts a lot of our attacks and gets us high up the pitch and also he picked up two assists today but it was a very, very close call between Reed and Pereira. Mm. What about yourself, Alan? Uh, it's it's a difficult one, but for Harrison Reed, I think for me has to be the ma- the man of the match. He's the man of the week, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> if you want to put all three games together, maybe not Bournemouth as, as much, but I think that against Villa and today, a few people have said today was probably one of his best performances in a Fulham shirt. Now he's had plenty of them, plenty of fantastic performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but today he just he just looked so up for it, and it, it's I think it just shows you what confidence can do when scoring a goal. I think a big part of Reed's form at the moment as well is that he's not getting those niggling injuries that were keeping him out last season for a few games here and there. That's uh, a good I point. Think that's a, that's yeah. a big part of it as well. 
because we all know he's got the ability. He's a, he's a brilliant player, but we all also know that he's got that oh, niggle in him when he gets a little knock. He he's out of the next two or three games, and then he comes back and has to start building the momentum again. So hopefully, touch wood, he's hmm. not going to get injured. Yeah. So if he goes and gets injured against Everton, we know who. To yeah, black. you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope he doesn't. <laughs> now, touching is... every bit of wood I can. <laughs> Easy. Right. <laughs> it is a family show. Um, <laughs> right. So I'm going to ask you both this question as well. Uh, have we given the second sacking of the week by beating Leeds today? Uh, Kieran, I'll start with you. Has Lee, is Leeds looking for a new manager as of tomorrow? Oh, I wouldn't think as of this week. I think he's on the brink. And I think the next game for Leeds will be crucial in where they go from there. I think today was certainly a big contributing factor to the to the way the Leeds fans will react to Marsh the next couple of games, um, along with the players. But I think as much as I would love another manager to go because of the Fulham curse, I think we'll see Marsh stay for another week or in, for at least one or two, one or two more games. He's he's had the backing from the board, I think, this evening or something in a statement. I can't remember. Um, but I think I don't think we'll see him go this week, sadly. Ah, wow, that's a shame. Tom? I know, a real shame. <laughs> uh, I'm, with, I'm with Kieran on this. I think, um, I think they'll give him a couple more weeks, but I think the writing's on the wall, to be honest. When the fans turn and start chanting for the for the ex manager, I think unless they, I think they've got Liverpool next, so that's easy <laughs> three points for them. Um, yeah, that's a fair easy. point. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, th- I think I think he'll be given a couple more weeks. Yeah, see, I'm I'm probably in agreement. I do think once you've lost your once you've lost a fan base though, which I think he has, I don't think there's any coming back from it. I think the writing is on the wall and whether he wins next week or not, I can't see him being in charge for too much longer. I think it's interesting we... to it's, it's also interesting to see what you said the other day, Alan, was quite true in terms of Villa. The players were really playing how they wanted to play today and that they weren't playing for Gerrard on Thursday. Mm. Um, it was really clear to see that today. Um, thumping our lovely local rivals, Brentford. No, no complaints there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you can you just remind everyone uh, how they got on today against Villa? For people well, that don't know, or for Fulham, or for Brentford. For Brentford, how did Brentford get oh, on today away? At Villa? I, th- I think they lost four 0 I can't remember because <laughs> beating Aston beating Aston Villa isn't for everyone. So. Um, <laughs> That's unfortunate for them, really. <laughs> That's twice we've uh, come up with that in this just as one podcast. Um, Literally. <laughs> My life's at risk for many Brentford fans listening to this now. <laughs> if if <laughs> a Brentford fans listening, I thank you for listening, but I have a feeling they may not be, but who knows? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I did a podcast with Dan and we introduced this new thing to the Green Pole podcast where we're asking fans to give us questions to ask anything they want us to discuss. And we've had some really good questions sent in to us today. So Kieran and Tom, we'll answer these the best we can. Let's go. Uh, so the first question, which is probably my favourite one, is does Bobby Reed's attacking instinct mean he should play right back against teams we feel we can beat 
not sure Tete scores the header today, and that was from Jason Sinclair. So, Kieran, I'll start with you. I think he's certainly got an attacking spark to him. He's proven an attacking position, and I think the last couple of games he really has proven himself in the right-back position. Um, and I think playing him at right-back really does give him the opportunity to move forward at times, especially if we're on the front foot for most of the games. As we touched on earlier, I think he was allowed to, he, he was told or allowed to move forward a lot more today, hence his goal. And I think having that in a one player is really beneficial for us because it means that not only do we have a reliable right-back option, but it also means that we have another attacking threat on the field, essentially just three wingers and one striker, which is really, really crucial for games, which we can definitely get three points in. And Tom? Yeah, no, 100%. I'm in agreement with that. I think Bobby Reid is, is learning very quickly how to play at right back in a four. Um, I thought he was caught out a couple of times when he first got put there. But against Villa and today, I've seen a different side of him. And Silva, being the genius he is, has moved. he moved him into an inverted winger position in the second half today. And Leeds couldn't cope with it. We We were dominant and... If that gives us that other option to push him in like that and for him to score goals like he did today, then, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I I think you've both made very good points there. I think he does give us something a bit extra going forward. But I've noticed he does have a bit of spite about him. He's not afraid to, to you know, to give someone a little push here and there to get the odd tackle in and just to sort of let the winger or the attacker know that he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more he does play in that position... I think the more comfortable he's getting. Um, and I'm all for it. When Tete is out, out the squad, which his injury record isn't great, you know, bring Bobby Reed in. I know Mbabu's on the bench and I think his career at Fulham just hasn't started the way anyone would have hoped. Um, mm. and I think his days are pretty much numbered unless Bobby Reed gets injured as well as Tete and he, he is having to he start. <laughs> yeah. It's also a testament to Bobby Reed, isn't it? Because... He's like Dan said the other day. You could put him anywhere. You could give him the gloves and chuck him in goal, and he'd give you a hundred percent. So yeah. you know, Mbappé's got to work his way back. We all yeah. said the other day that Mbappé should have started against Villa, but we've all been, you know, proven wrong by Bobby Reid. So mm. yeah. Uh, the next question is from a, uh, I think it's Crab Fulham. I I think I've said that right. I apologise if I haven't. Hell of a name. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> Who should who should be our current starting wingers, and who do you think will be the starters when everyone off everyone is fit after the World Cup? Um, so, Kieran, I will throw that question to you first. It was interesting to see that Wilson was starting over Cabano today. Um, it was good to see him starting, honestly. Um, but I think I do reckon that Cabano is probably better suited in that position at the moment. Obviously, I've got nothing against Wilson starting. He's a great player and I think he's got a brilliant attacking record and will bring a lot to the team. Um, But I feel as of at the moment, up until the World Cup, I think the two starting wingers should be Willian and Cabano. Um, Of course, when everyone's fit, then you've got to to bring in Solomon to the occasion along with... um, along with Wilson as well. So then that obviously does give you a bit of a headache as well. And obviously Bobby Reid as well. You can't forget he's a winger. So I think when everyone's fit, we've got a really good depth in the squad. And I think 
as of the current form, I'd go for Gabano and Willian. But obviously, come the World Cup, things will be a lot different um, and things might change. So. Uh, and when everyone's fit, do those two still say the same? Mm, it, it really depends on form. Um, I reckon if, if I was to choose one of them to stay, it'd be Willian. Um, with obviously Solomon or Wilson fitting in, or Bobby Reed even fitting in at the other the other side. Yeah, uh, Tom. It's mad, isn't it? He's saying that he wants William to be his his main winger when everyone at the beginning of the season was saying he was past it. <laughs> Sorry, he was saying I had he was full past confidence it. in him. Yeah, yeah I, I did as well. So yeah, you know, I knew he'd come good. He's class. He's you know he's, he's brilliant. And yeah, uh, on that, yeah, William for me definitely is cemented one one wing and uh yeah I'd, I'd, at the moment i'd say cabano as well dan james hasn't hasn't really hit the hit the ground running um bobby reed is obviously filling in at right back so harry wilson's working his way back and it gives us a, a chance to work him back slowly doesn't it as well you know you don't want to rush him back um and then after the world cup when when solomon's fit as well that it'd be like it'd be like having a new sign in won't it but it's what you want you want competitive depth in the Premier League and you know, they're all going to be pushing each other and wanting to start in the Premier League so yeah I mean I'm all for it brilliant yeah I think for me before a ball was kicked it probably would have been Solomon and Wilson um, I've I've seen Solomon a few times for Shakhtar in the Champions League um, and he's he's always looked exciting for me and it's a shame he's he got injured when he did um, but I do think when everyone's fit now, I'd probably change my mind and I'd even go as far as saying, at this moment in time, you have to play William. Um, and the good thing is he seems comfortable, whether that's on the left or the right. Um, so, Wilson on the right and uh, and William on the left. Um, but I think when everyone's fit, I think Solomon is a starter. Um, I think he's just too good. And then perhaps you can yeah. alternate William and, and Wilson on the right. Um, the next question uh, is from uh, an American. Uh, we do have a huge <laughs> American following for Hammy and as well as Fulham in general. Great one, I, it's one question I do like. How do you feel about the Europa Conference League, uh, Kieran? Oh, I mean, I think we'll piss all over it. Excuse my, <laughs> excuse my French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I Honestly. like that. <laughs> um, um, if we can keep in this position, I'll take Europa Conference League any day. But obviously, I, things will change. Um, we're not. I, I mean, I will love if we, I will absolutely love it if we do get a Euro- European football. But I'm not expecting that from our first season back. So I'll take any place that is above relegation in the end. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I think the Europa Conference League is quite pessimistic. I'm thinking more uh, Europa League or even Champions League. <laughs> um, Anything <laughs> higher is even a bonus. <laughs> Tom, how are you feeling about the uh, Europa Conference League? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same as Kieran. To be honest, if you know if it happens, fantastic, and we'll we'll go and give it a damn good go. I'm sure um, we certainly do have some good European pedigree, um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm up for it. Let's let's do it. Let's get there. Yeah. Um... Yeah, let's let's just ride the wave and and see where absolutely yeah where we are come February, um. But you know next week's winnable, uh, and then another three points there, and you're looking at twenty one points. That's halfway to securing survival for another season. Um, so yeah, let's just keep the good times coming. 
One last question before we round it up uh, is from Andrew Hagen. Uh, why is Kevin Mbappé not being not being played? Uh, Kieran, I'll start with you. I think it's an interesting one, but I think as of previous performances, I think he knows as well as much as Silva knows that he's not up to speed with the rest of the squad yet. And I think obviously he's do, he's probably doing a lot behind the scenes as well. But I think at the moment on current form, he's not he's not proved his worth as of currently. I think he does have a lot to give to the club, um, but I think he's not just there just yet. Um, but who knows? We could see we could see him make a massive redemption come the second half of the season. But we'll see what happens. But I don't think he's um, he's up to speed with the rest of the squad currently. Yeah, I think that's a a good point. Uh, it's going to take some injuries, I think, for him to get his another chance. Um, mm. Tom, what about you? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think we've seen what he can offer in the Brentford game when he came on. You know, he was up and down the wing and he, he set up Mitrovic for the winner. But I think after that, when he got put on in the Spurs game at left back, I think his confidence is just gone. Yeah, and everyone's going to have a part to play this season. And I'm in no doubt that at some point this season, Kevin and Babu is going to have his role within the team as well. But at the moment, he's being kept out of it by a very good, Bobby Reed and I'm sure when Kenny Tete's back he'll be he'll be ahead of him as well. So he's, he's just got to bide his time and take his chance when it does come along. Yeah. And I know that I said that'll probably be the last question, but this one will be the last question and it is just a one word answer needed. Um just finish it with a bit of humor. A tweet by Edward Winston Malone. Uh Kieran, I'll start with you. Who has the worst man bun? Tim Ream or Luke Ailing? Ailing. <laughs> And Tom? Ailing. Yeah, it, it has to be Ailing. Um, purely because he wears a lead shirt and not a Fulham shirt. <laughs> but look, gents, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you both again. Um, I must say it's really nice ending eight, you know, the last eight days. We've got seven points out of three games, which were all pretty much winnable. It probably should have been nine on reflection. Mm. But beating Villa and Leeds in the space of three days is no easy feat. Um, and, you know, we currently sit seventh. We're above Liverpool. We've scored more goals than Chelsea and United. We must go into this week with a big smile on our faces. Um, Kieran, any last comments you want to say? Uh, I'll certainly have a smile on my face this week. And I'm very much looking forward to watching match today too tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Tom? If Carlsberg did weekends, <laughs> I, I th- yeah. do you know what? I think I think you've hit a nail on the head there. Brentford, <laughs> Brentford getting battered, Chelsea conceding in the last minute to to not win all three points, us beating Leeds. Um, what a weekend! Sitting in seventh place, not having to worry. I yeah, just so. I feel like I'm going to wake up soon and realize we're twentieth. Yeah, um, with a new <laughs> on onto our third manager. Um, I hope not. <laughs> that was more like a nightmare to me. Well, you know, and then someone telling me Scott Parker's linked to come back. Um, oh, no, <laughs> but uh, I don't. But it's been a fantastic week. It's been a fantastic start to the season. Marco Silva, Louis Bomorte, all the coaching staff, all the players. Thank you for making the first you know, first third of the season uh, a good one. Let's keep it up. 
and we will be back on Thursday for uh, a preview for the Everton game. Um, so have a fantastic week all and come on you whites. Come on you whites. <laughs>